Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Yvette from Doyen Barbell Fitness in Fresno, California. Welcome to the show today, Yvette. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you here and really learn about your business. But before we do that, let's hear a little bit about what it was that led to you becoming a gym owner. Kind of give us a brief variation of your story. So um, after I'm a mother of four, I'm married. And after being a stay-at-home mom, I um, had put on some weight and I started my fitness journey in 2000. 17, eight, no, 2017, 18. And I lost all this weight. I became part of a brand called Doyen Activewear, which was an activewear brand. I uh, met some amazing ladies and became a part of their community. Um, after they no longer were a part of, um, or no longer were going to pursue their activewear line, I asked if I can take over this line. Um, we we're great friends. They said, yes, this is amazing. We'd love to see what you could do with it. After selling um, activewear, reaching like gyms up and down our town in Fresno and pop up everywhere and meeting women and meeting people, um, me and my friend collaborated together to find a space where we could, um, she can offer her esthetician and cupping work and I can offer my activewear. The space we found had a little extra space. So then we decided to like, hey, we can make this into a gym and be private and have it for women and like just have a private women's gym. So um, once that happened during the pandemic, you know, it kind of just started taking off on its own. Oh, okay, cool. So um, (laughs) kind of a long story short there. Yeah, I'm trying to squeeze it in. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um, So, you know, that, you know, you're running into the active wear during your, your weight loss journey ultimately mm-hmm. led to you becoming a gym owner today. And so now you have really Joy and Barbell and Fitness. And so for our listeners, paint a picture for us, give us your elevator pitch. Tell us all about the services and the products that you guys have available within your facility. So our, like, the gym basically sells itself. So um, we are, I'm an all women's gym uh, located in Fresno. We don't have that space here for an all women's gym. Um, and we, I think that our model is just creating a safe place and just having that safe place when, when people find out about it, they want to come. Um, we have our glute class. We have glute class every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we wanted to kind of do something different with it instead of just resistance bands. And we focus on strength training. I have a trainer who um, works really hard on focusing on strength training the glutes and um, and we incorporate dumbbell dumbbells into this workout. And that happens about three times of the week. The women love it. The women come in, our classes are full, our classes are doing great. And then they see that we are a private gym and, and we're an open gym. So not only do you get to come in and and be a part of the classes, you also get to come in and use the gym openly and freely. You have your own personal pin code. It's completely private. Then you get to um, have that 24 hour access to the gym and then you get to be a part of an amazing community. Our facility is only 1200 square feet. So it's like you ha- you are like, whether you walk in or not, everybody's so friendly and so kind. And that's just basically how we, we, we show up for the people, our staff there show up for our people that walk in and you'll be greeted with just friendliness, kindness, and uh, respect. And 
um, you tend to start meeting people and you know, and you start to, you're like almost forced into these friendships because the facility is so small that, you know, it's kind of like once you come and set your appointment up and check out the gym, like it's almost like a done deal. Like you see the environment, you see what we offer and then they come in and they sign up. So it's, it's, um, that's what we offer. <laughs> Awesome. So it sounds like, you know, an open gym style thing where women can come in, women can come in and do their own thing, but you also have, you know, some um, group classes, a little bit of personal training and stuff like that. And so is the bread and butter of the revenue coming from, you know, people that are coming in to do the open gym or is it kind of in a different direction? So um, both. So it's it's one membership price and you get the open gym and the classes. So some people will get the membership to even just do the classes or they'll get the membership for both or they'll get the membership just to do the open gym. So it's a little bit of it's one flat rate and you get both of it. Cool. Cool. So um, talk to me a little bit about the personal training piece. Now you guys have personal training, you're hiring like outside contractors to come in and personal Basically. train. Mm -hmm. So how does that bring you revenue within your, you know, your business model? So, um, I rent out the space to these okay. women. So they pay, uh, they pay to rate and rent out the space. And then we're creating that safe space um, mm -hmm. that they can bring women in. So not only is it helping us bring women in and bringing new faces into the gym, it's helping our trainers have a space for their clientele. So, um, I mean, once you're there, like I, once you're there and you're, you see the community, a lot of times those, those, girls who these personal trainers are bringing in or their clientele will eventually i mean you use a trainer and the idea of having a trainer is to learn grow and kind of go off on your own right so when they're off on their own they're going to come back and they're going to sign up for their membership yeah of course um i i just kind of asked that because i think that it's important to understand like kind of how the whole full-fledged business worked and obviously you and i are both in this industry because we want to help people right but it's right. also good for us to be able to run a business where we're helping people and making money. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's great that you have personal training available because that is an additional stream of revenue coming in through your business that you really don't yeah. have to do a lot of work for it. Um, and so, and you're, you're serving people more because there are definitely people who need personal training. They are not motivated to come in and do their own thing. And so when they're able to have a trainer showing them what to do, how to do that, helping them reach their goals, really individualized training that's so beneficial. So my next question is, you know, how many members do you guys have in your facility right now? So we have about 100 members in our facility. And then uh, we have women that come in. So you don't have to be a member to join our, any of our classes. So we have members that just drop into our classes. And then we have girls that are coming in for personal training. So we see over about over 100 girls. Okay, 100 girls. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. In our 1,200 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> it's even awesome. less than that because part of it is an esthetician room. <laughs> okay. So, you know, general rule of thumb we like to say like is for like a group class environment is like a hundred members per thousand square feet. And so, you know, I, obviously you wouldn't have a hundred members in there at once because right. you, you have members who don't come every day and whatnot. Right. But with your facility where it is 24 seven, you can definitely tap into adding more people mm -hmm. within the facility that's that you're interested in. Are you guys looking to grow the membership? count right now is that an area where you guys are comfortable or are looking to hit gas and help more women so yes um we came into a problem where we don't have enough space so um 
I am currently relocating our facility into a 2400 square foot space. So we're doubling in size and that is so that we can fit more women in and make it more comfortable to work out in and have bigger class sizes. So our classes are so uh, our classes can get so packed to where we're moving equipment around and squeezing people in the corner. And at this point, women don't even care. They just want to be a part of it. So they just want to come in. They don't care if their shoulders shoulder tight. You know, it's it's um, it's definitely something that needed to happen for this, not only to grow as a business, but to reach more women and have that space for women. You don't want ever want to turn anybody away or turn anybody down. Of course, of course. Okay, so. With that being said, you're going to a new facility. When is the move happening? <laughs> like in a month. <laughs> month. Awesome. Yeah. That's so exciting. So, so when you get over there to the new facility, or even now, I guess, you can start kind of looking at things. What are you guys actively doing to aid the growth process to fill that gym up with women? Like, how do you guys get out into the community so people hear about you? So we um, get a lot of our attention right now through Instagram. Um, locally on our Twitter, a Twitter went our Twitter went off about us. Um, someone said if only there was like an old women's gym in Fresno, and then someone was like, there is. And then next thing you know, like we were setting up appointments like all day long. Um, I think I think we had like that week that that Twitter went off, we had signed up 50 members. So it was like, it kind of like social media has definitely helped us um, with um, getting memberships and having women come in. So like the new, where we're, where I'm located right now is hidden. It's like, it's tucked away in like a, um, in like around a bunch of other buildings. There's like barbershops, hair salons, there's like other a restaurant there's other things around us but we're tucked away in the back so you don't see us on the street you don't see us the only way you'll ever hear about us is word of mouth and on social media so if you don't have a social media and um, if you don't know the right person you wouldn't even know we exist so the new place that we're going in is a commercial building um, and it's going to be right on one of like a busy area and we're next to um, like a protein um, like nutrition shop and a sushi bowl so we're right in the middle of both those with bring both bring in like the kind of clientele that we want so it's like a perfect location for us to meet um new potential clients and um we just i know that with this move that it's just gonna if we're in hidden right now and the and the traffic is so crazy and people are finding us out word of mouth and on social media, if we can just get out there on a front row where people can actually see us and we can be um, more involved in like our community, then I'm not, I, that's like the plan as far as bringing in more people. And we do throw events also. So we definitely plan on having a big grand opening event and bringing out some like, local people out there and doing some outdoor classes and kind of like making it a big deal to attract more people. So that's yeah. part of the plan. Yeah. Awesome. Um, word of mouth is huge, right? When we have good word of mouth, we have good foot traffic, stuff like that. Our business is naturally going to grow. However, like, while it's great because it's free, it's mm -hmm. not measurable. We can't count right. on those things, bringing in set amount of clients per month even though we wish that we could, we can't really do that. Um, but, you know, when we look at measurable ways to bring in new clients to a facility, we really look at, you know, digital advertising. So that's going to be Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, places like that. 
So over on Instagram, you said you guys have a good presence there. Have you guys done paid advertising or is your stuff mostly organic? It's more organic. And we, when members come in and sign up, the first question we ask is how you hear about us. Mm -hmm. So um, that's how we know they're coming from Instagram. Uh, we want to say Instagram, how do you, okay, we, we're getting all social media. So Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok, and um, Google. So those are where everybody, or if they know somebody or somebody's referring to them. So the first question we ask every time we meet somebody, somebody comes in new, and like I said, our facilities, and they meet with staff, and that's our first question. We ask. So we do have an idea of where these people are coming from and how um, they're finding out about it. Definitely want to know. We want to where are they finding us at. So uh, I think last 300 views on Google and which was I had no idea that word of mouth is actually happening because people are searching yes they're searching for us so yeah 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 so with I Facebook, I lost you. oh sorry kind of skipping there a little bit um you know with Facebook Instagram it's huge when we can really use these as platforms to grow and it sounds like you guys have really been able to do that. If your members are coming in and they're saying that they've heard about you from social media, that's so exciting. Um, but when we we look at, you know, ways to even enhance that further, you know, a way that I see a lot of gym owners, you know, going into is paid advertising. And that's how you reach people who aren't even really looking for a gym. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Susie might be sitting at home and be scared to go to the gym, but she wants to lose a little bit of weight or maybe she wants to tone up her booty a little bit, but she's scared to go to a gym. And, you know, if she were to kind of scroll across an ad for your facility on Facebook, it sparks that kind of thought, oh, there's a place for women. And then she sees it again and she's like, right oh, you know, maybe, maybe that's something that I should actually do. And then she reaches out to you and she comes in. And so that's the beauty of like advertising is we're able to reach people who might not, you know, even know that they need us, but they do. And then they come in and we're able to grow, grow, grow. And I don't know about you, but for me, like, I'm the type of person who wants to constantly help more people. That's why I got into this business. So in the future is the paid advertising side of things an area that you guys will look to go as you grow. Absolutely. So um, one thing I would love to say is that, um, so I don't have a degree. I didn't go to college. I was home. Um, I am learning as I go. And I have never pulled out a loan. So I've never pulled out a loan or um, I've went like never went your traditional route, I guess. Of like opening up a business. I got really lucky as far as the the space I found a guy, the landlord was like, oh yeah, go ahead. Just go in, sign it, give me the money and you're good. You have that spot. Okay. Thanks. You know, I've like, I started with classes and slowly started purchasing equipment and building it. And the women did not really care what was in there. They really just wanted the space in the community. So as we kept growing and adding and adding and adding more into the facility, because these, these women were coming, I've always just been, I guess right now, I've just been accommodating the demand and trying to like give them what they want, right? So like, I literally, I'm, no, I'm one, one man person. 
So I do, I do my marketing. I do the the TikTok and the the Instagram and all the. I guess they're not ads, but ads. I I do like the hiring. I'm meeting people. I'm signing up members. I'm personally doing everything right now. So going into this new facility and like a lot of like that right now. Um, procedures and processes, hiring, and like all the stuff that I know nothing about. I am learning as I go along and I'm really trying to build something where I can have like a solid foundation so that when I go into this new building, I I can hire people to do do the stuff that I've been trying to do all on my own. So it just hasn't, it just hasn't happened yet because I haven't needed it yet. Cause right now it's like, I'm gonna pay for advertising in a place that I can't even fit people, you know? So it's like, why do that right now? I, I, I'm okay with the word of mouth because I'm getting the perfect amount of flow and perfect amount of women that are coming in. And it almost scares me to advertise. Cause I don't know if I can keep up with that demand. So as soon as I go into this new, facility and a bigger space and more to offer definitely going to take that next step as far as like advertisement um, I think the big purchase I recently did was uh went through a branding company to help me brand my business so um and that was that was like it was needed because I really wanted to our brand to stand out we wanted a logo we wanted something to really um to go into this new facility with so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, you know, it's only a month away before you get yeah. there. I think it's a great topic for us to discuss. And, you know, most people in this industry, we did not go to school for this. Yeah. There's no degree that says how to be a gym owner. It's just not right. Even if you have a fancy degree or you have a marketing degree, like this business is its own animal. And so, you know, there's resources out there to help you um, learn all these things right. along the way, but nobody is, nobody knows them. So please know that right. you're not alone. Yeah, no, that's huge. So next thing that I have for you is the idea of challenges because within this, you know, podcast, that's one of the most important things that we can do to provide value for our listeners, kind of talk about, you know, the hard things. So for you guys within the business side of things, what's the biggest challenge or bottleneck for you? Um, I guess it would be like, I guess it would, I would have to say it's, it's being an all women's gym. So I feel like because it's an all women's gym there, not only is it great, it's great for these women. And I know the reason behind it and why I want to do it, but for some people looking on the outside in, I feel like, you know, we can get some mean comments or, um, thinking like basically, I don't know, like, like, to be honest, I was nervous coming onto the podcast because I was like, are they gonna is this a podcast that's gonna tear us apart because we're a fitness community and then like you know isolating a whole gender and just kind of basically you know sticking to women because it can come off like that sometimes to some people that don't like what we're doing don't like that we're having like an all women's private gym um and a lot of times i have to just stay away from just that i just kind of like block it out and not even think about it like truly know what we're doing here and that goes back to like why my why you know like why we started why it's happening why I'm doing this and it's for these women and 
one thing um, I've learned from meeting these women, and like I said, I'm personally signing people up. I'm talking to all of them. And, you know, it's more than just kind of like giving a woman a space to kind of like have a booty workout or, you know, um, a workout on their bras and feel comfortable. Like it's more like there's women, there's women of different nationalities that come here that can work out on their sports bra, but they wouldn't be able to do around men that can take off their hijab and work out freely. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> there's like women who go through like physical abuse or domestic, domestic violence and cannot and don't feel comfortable to work out in a regular gym. There's women who are overweight and are scared to go into a regular gym and work out You know, there's a niche for everything. And the fact that you are a women's only gym, that's fine. If somebody out there does not like that, then so be it. Because, you know, there's CrossFit gyms, there's gyms for weightlifting, yeah, there's yeah. gyms for this, there's gyms for that. So why can't there be a women's only gym? This is perfectly fine. Yes. And, you know, you started this business to help women feel like they have a safe place and you're doing that. And you've done that really well since you've been in business. And so, you know, that's okay that that's what your, your business is. I just, when it comes to struggles, that's where I find myself like constantly having to explain like why I exist, why we exist, why this place exists. And it just, it, I guess in some way it, it doesn't bug me, but it's just like, like if we're like, it's just, it bothers me because I, there's just so many reasons behind this and the importance behind it. And it just gives women a place to be vulnerable and to be themselves and to feel comfortable, especially around women. Like how many women, like people who go to the gyms, put their headphones, stick to themselves and are quiet and do the work. Like that's okay too. But there is like me 30 years old and I had no friends. And now I have like a lot of friends. <laughs> I know women, you know, but I'm not the only person. There's women that come in that, that tell me all the time. Like I've never had friends before. Like this is like a place I've met people. I've met my new friends. I've like built a community where I can like ask them to like, you know, let's go out or let's hang out outside of the gym and like relationships that they would have never had before. And it's just like, it's so much more than just, aesthetics and building this certain aesthetic it does something more mentally therapeutic for these women that is what basically the whole mission is about and kind of like you know telling them that they're okay where they are and this is a place for them this is where they feel safe this is where they can overcome be themselves and and i'm that's basically what I try to push with Doyen Barbell, like the model behind it is that you can be yourself, that you can, you know, come here, feel safe, be vulnerable, and um, and you have that space for you. So sorry for getting emotional, but if that, if that was the one thing that, that probably uh, bugs me the most or feel like I come into with, um, with issues, it's probably like, just kind of like the negative, feedback of like a women's gym it, it it kind of like I get told it's just a marketing scam I get told that I'm just you know profiting off women and uh, like it's just yeah I think that's the only backlash I really really get as far as struggle um the community community has been really great to me as far as like um the women and you know I've 
we were a part of the we were part of the uh, Fresno Business Journal here in California. So they did a, a feature on us. Uh, we recently got like a grant through um, uh, the Fresno Hispanic Foundation where they help entrepreneurs. So they've helped me a lot of like uh, learning the whole business side of things. And we want to, I, I received a grant through them that they're backed up by the Eva Logoria Foundation and Chase Bank. So they gave us a grant for the facility, which has really helped too. So there are positives to where the community really does, you know, help us out a lot and like have our back. Um, but you still get some of those negative remarks about what you're doing and that I think is probably the biggest struggle and I constantly want to get like it out there in the voice like my voice out there of like having to like say no like this is what we're about you know so as yeah. far as like yeah yeah I think that you know obviously as a business owner we all kind of have our own struggles like internally too and so that's definitely like one thing that like if you hear you know people questioning the credibility of your facility and why you're there like obviously it's going to bother you this is your baby you don't want people talking crap about your baby right? <laughs> um so that makes sense my last question for you here that is what's your goal with this business where do you want to take things down the road um so short-term goal right now is just kind of like just to get into our new facility get it in and like master it just have it down and get it running smoothly and basically watching to see what it can do giving my all like putting the all as far as like marketing and like just hiring and having people fill those positions so where i'm not doing everything and seeing it you know it could become so much better if i'm not trying to do everything and have everybody kind of basically um, run it see it watch it run once it's running long-term goal is i would love to bring doyen barbell to more cities i would love to see it expand i would love to see the culture of it and everything that doyen barbell stands for and believes in um in more places because i feel like you know fresno where i'm at there's a gym in every corner there's gyms everywhere like it, I mean, I kind of thought I was crazy to even open a gym because there's so many gyms, <laughs> but there was just such a need for this that I know this is not the only place that is needed. I know there's so many places I would love to be. And we have women coming from outside of Fresno from like Visale, which is a 45 minute drive away and all the like little cities around us that come just to come to Doyan Barbell because it's an all women's gym. So to be able to take that and kind of put it everywhere else and kind of like slowly start expanding it is definitely something that I see down the future. That's exciting. And I'm really, ex I'm excited to kind of watch and see how you're able to, to get to that point. Um, where can our listeners go to find you on social media? Uh, we're at uh, Doyan Barbell and Fitness. LLC. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing and thank you for being here today. Thank for you so listeners. much for having me. Of course, for our listeners. Thank you guys as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owners of Hotworks in Torrance, California. April and Dolph, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having us on. Awesome. Early morning for you out there in California. We appreciate you spending some of it with us. Let's hop into it. Tell us, uh, for listeners who may not be familiar, what is Hotworks all about? Well, the concept of Hotworks is sort of a confluence between, you know, cutting edge technology in the fitness space, adding in um, health oriented benefits, not just losing weight and looking pretty. And then a model that is essentially designed to make business owners be profitable, as well as an efficient space that's easy to use and self-service for the members. Awesome. Awesome. And so we'll dive into how that looks operationally, but give us a little bit of background of how you came to be franchisees of, of Hotworks. You know, what, what made you start looking for an opportunity and, and why was Hotworks the one you went forward with? Well, I have always been uh, into working out since I can remember. And I've been trying everything, all kinds of workouts. I went to CrossFit. I went to yoga, Pilates. But then I came across a Pilates place that I was, I fell in love with. And I love doing Pilates because I have injury. I have, I was in a car accident. I have a slip disc in my lower back and my neck. So I'm in, in a world of pain. And I was told that if you do Pilates and even my chiropractor said, if you do Pilates, strengthen your core, that would be very helpful and beneficial for you for your injuries. So I've been going to Pilates since then. And I've been seeing how many people People just are so into doing it and there's it looks like a very profitable business so I came up with it the idea and I spoke to Dolph and I said you know what I it'd be really nice to be my dream to open a Pilates studio and then I forgot I, I forgot that I told him that and then I didn't know that he was researching on something uh, for for me to open some some business in the fitness industry. And then he came up with Hotworks. Um, and then he came to me one day. He's like, "Oh, check this out. This is a really good franchise. And it's really new to me. I've never heard of it in my life. I've never heard of it at all. So I'm like, what? We already sweat just not in a, in a sauna, just working out, doing cardio. We I sweat a whole bunch. But why would you, why would I need to sweat more? And that's just <laughs> absurd. Like to me, that idea was really like weird. So, and then he, we dove deeper into it and we, we researched it. We looked into, we looked into a lot of YouTube video that's been out there. And surprisingly, we just found it out like in 2021, correct? Mm -hmm. yep. And then uh, we didn't know that it's been around. It started in Louisiana, correct? It's been around since 2016. I'm like, well, how come Southern California never learned about it? And it's never, uh, I, I'm just, I don't have a clue that it exists even. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting because um, in so many facets of fitness, Southern California has been on the cutting edge, right? It's where so many things seem to have originated. But I think, as you said, once you started doing your research uh, and even, even up to now, there isn't a lot of uh, 
market penetration and awareness of this modality of of fitness in the Southern California area, correct? Yeah, that's right. So once you started getting in and learning more about the, the Hotworks franchise, obviously not having saturation of this model in a market that's got every fitness. I mean, I'm sure you probably can't throw a rock without hitting, you know, three gyms that you can see out your window uh, in most of Southern California. So, so that, you know, having something that's unique to the market had to be a big draw to Hotworks from a business standpoint. What were some of the other things that made it attractive to you as far as, you know, um, real estate requirements, build out, staffing, things like that? What were the big things that stood out to you? Um, from a Hotworks specific perspective, uh, most importantly, we wanted, if we were going to do this, and her and I have gone back and forth about this, I felt it would be better long-term health if we were part of a franchise because there would be proven methods, proven, proven systems that we could deploy. And even though we'd be just sort of mom and pop type owners, we'd still have some sort of network that we could go to and help support us. So we really felt if we were going to do this, um, that it would be more with, with that kind of support. Uh, the other part was very self-sufficient, very tech oriented, because like we said earlier, people get an app to enter the space. Well, once you're in the space or even before the space, uh, every, I guess, spot within a, a sauna workout room is by reservation only. And so our app is robust enough to where every spot in every workout 24 seven can be seen up to three days in advance. So there wasn't a lot of handholding from a member perspective. Like you, you had to sort of show them what to do. The virtual instructors make it easy from beginner all the way to expert. And then the fact that um, under this model, like you said, it's more of a administrative slash sales from a staff perspective. So keeping the staffing light and avoiding a lot of those issues was hugely critical. And then you're talking about lower space requirements because in the whole concept of when you're doing it in these infrared saunas, you get more effective results in a much shorter time. So you have much more throughput of people. So when you add in the structure they already have in place, you add in the type of workouts, the cutting edge technology, not only in the workout piece, but also in the operational piece, and then the sort of buy-in to get a location like this, we just felt that the confluence of those factors Plus timing, you know, we, at the time we were looking to do something. Um, I was transitioning out of a job because of the pandemic and um, heard the same in a sense. And so it just all made sense for us. Got it. So some of the things that, you know, highlight that, that I'm hearing here is in a lot of instances, this was, there's a lot of minimal um, requirements. It's minimal space requirement. It's minimal staffing requirement. It's uh, minimal um, build out in the space that you have, where you have um, your saunas. And we talked a little bit off the air. There isn't, you're not doing locker rooms. You're not doing different equipment spaces and things like that. It's, you have your sauna pods and, you know, whatever, whatever desk area you have. And, and so it's something that you can get up off the ground running without, all these other things that you you might have to do with a different type of of fitness concept we agree with that yeah and then later on knowing you have support from you know five to six years of experience of 
you know, home base who has been there, done that, and knows, you know, some best practices that have been established rather than having to just figure this out all on your own. Exactly. All right, perfect. So when it came time, um, you were you're looking at your one area, bought your territory, you're all signed up. And then, you know, I think having having opportunity and timing work in your in your favor, um, you had the you got to go a little bit different route where build out and permitting and you know waiting for for equipment, you know, supply chain issues, all these things um, that can come into play right now, you get to at least hit the fast forward button a little bit. So tell me how, how that worked out, how that benefited you. Oh, well, uh, it benefited us in a way that, you know, uh, because if we built uh, our first franchise, the original one that we purchased, it'll take us like a year. So, cause the, the ones that are op- that's trying to open now, it, it's been a long time, right? So yeah, that's that's part of it that we fast track everything instead of waiting for the build out, instead of waiting for the permitting and all that good stuff. So yeah, we kind of like uh, we fast forwarded and now here we are, we are operating it. Awesome. So you get everything ready. You still had to you know dot your eyes, cross your t's, and and get it all legit to open. Um, what did your initial sales process look like? Did you do a pre-sale? Did you wait until you were open to start uh, bringing people in for trials and memberships? What process did you take there? Uh, the typical, which is probably not unlike most other types of gyms, is you know you try not to start pre-sale more than 90 days before you expect to open. And so uh, the pre-sale process was opened in the beginning of March of 2021. But as April mentioned earlier, we didn't actually open till December, mid-December of 2021. So there was a pre-sale process long before we got involved. So when we took over the space, uh, the facility, there was roughly 140 pre-sold members. And typically pre-sold members, you go out there, and I said go out there, you know, you reach out to your local community, you put a table or a tent somewhere and you know you talk about what it's going to be like to induce people to sign up in advance which is a highly discounted rate so that way on the day you can open you can start billing right away and you know everybody feels good and you've got some revenue day one from the opening so we picked up the process probably two months before um we actually were allowed to open now by the time we got involved the place was built we could do tours but we could not let anybody do workouts or guest workouts. So for us, that allowed us to get some momentum that's not common in um, you know, most construction sites, if you will, for, the, for these gyms. So that was good, but the, the drawback to that was A, nobody knows what Hotworks is. You know, and I couldn't tell you how many times somebody walked to our door and said, you sell hot wings here <laughs> or are you, are you a restaurant? A rest- yeah, we had it happen like two days ago. Yeah. Um, and because the door's locked, they're looking at us middle of the day, like what's going on? I want to get, you know, I want to get lunch here. Right. Um, but the other, the other challenge, so on the one hand, we could give tours and that was good. We were still giving discounted rates uh, relative to the bottom barrel and initial rates. Um, but once we transitioned to opening, because the pre-sale lasted as much as nine months, and with the life change of the the life change of the prior owners, they weren't you know Johnny on the spot when it came to staying in contact with people, explaining the permitting status and what have you. So 
as of now, you know, four or five months after we opened, more than half of those 140 went away. They've canceled already. And we couldn't really keep them, like force them under the typical, you know, minimum commitment period and what have you. So, you know, we have growth and decline and growth and decline. So it's been up and down, relatively speaking. So, but from a selling perspective, um, uh, Hotworks, uh, you know, in a sense requires uh, a significant social media foundation to get the word out. They do a lot of geofencing and based on the profile, the types of people that generally are attracted to hot works, we get a lot of momentum from that and then supplementing that with whatever local outreach walk-ins. And now, you know, four and a half, five months in, getting a lot of referrals and uh, people are getting more familiar with us. And what's interesting, you said there's gyms on every street corner, right? Well, we're in a complex where to the left of us about 100 yards is a plan and fitness and to the right of us about 50 yards yeah. is a UFC gym. And so we're getting, our, our product is so much different than theirs um, that there's room for all of us because we each have different niches and ways of going about doing our business. Yeah, and, and that's one of those, those things we see in other, you know, corporate entities, whether it be, you know, um, the big, big box pharmacies, like a CVS always wants to be across from a Walmart or a Home Depot and a Lowe's. It's like, hey, you know, you, you might have people who, they need something, they need, they want the broad blanket of something like fitness, but, you know, maybe they got tired of their USC gym workout, or maybe they just want to do something else, right? There, there are a lot of people who expect their fitness clients to only do one thing. And as humans, we're all programmed to want, you know, newer, different, shiny. So it's like, hey, maybe I do go to UFC gym one day, and then I go to Hot Works one day and, you know, alternate back and forth. So I love that you have more of this abundance uh, mentality than scarcity. Like, hey, we've got a unique thing. We're not uh, Planet Fitness trying to be next to uh, Joe's Cheap Fitness where we're, we're the same. Like, hey, we've got a unique unique value proposition. And so we're, we're going to put it out there. And heck, you might as well be where people are already going with fitness on the brain, right? Exactly. Yeah. So from the marketing standpoint, you said that Hotworks has a, a standard requirement that you be very active on social media. So what does that look like for you right now? Is it, is it mainly Facebook, Instagram? Is it organic posting? Is it actually, you know, giving money to, uh, to the meta machine and, and paying, you know, for, for full-scale advertising? What does that look like? Oh, we have uh, an Instagram. So yeah, we rely a lot on social media and mm -hmm. we have the SEO that manages it, but I do a lot of organic um, uh, material and uh, I also we we also have something from the corporate that they give give us this uh, this graphics of the corporate owned graphics so but usually uh, I'm active in the social media making content and uh, you know uh, just just to be interactive with the audience to catch their attention and I would start like I would start on TikTok because I would put uh, videos together there and then I would share it with Instagram but I'm not really checking my TikTok audience because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that my kids will see it but <laughs> I would just I just use it to, to stitch together videos but then I, I don't even realize that there are people that followed me on TikTok 
but other franchisees and other that finds me, maybe my friends, but I would use that platform to use it for Instagram. So I'm very active there. There are people who ask questions, who DMs me, and I market it even in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would make content and just, just to be very creative and be interactive with the audience. That way I would capture people's attention, which is working. And I think I have to always think of a content. I would always have to make it organic and very interactive to a lot of the audience. We use a lot of Facebook and the SEO, they, they put feed for us, but then I, I add some more organic uh, content. Okay, yeah, so you have your own content that you just create and post that out organically. And then Hotworks Corporate, provides you with additional marketing collateral that you can also put out. So those are on the organic side, but you also, is it an agency that you use? Is it through Hotworks Corporate to do your, your higher level paid advertising? It's, it's through, it's a partnership that Hotworks Corporate has with a couple of exclusive partners. Mm -hmm. And so we have to work through them. And there's a certain amount of spend that we have to do each month. And some of it includes just, you know, the raw postings, but then boosted content and, um, and some other advertising. So we don't do a lot of what I would call traditional advertising in Hotworks. It's mostly just those banner ads that you see on Hotworks and Instagram. Those are our two primary platforms. And then we try to drive as much um, traffic as we can to the website. And so the website is more targeted to Hotworks um, corporate in terms of what infrared is, where the locations are, the different workouts, you know, a lot of great visuals. And then we have an individual page that while it's specific to us, it just more reiterates, you know, all the high level benefits to being a member of Hotworks's or our Hotworks. Got it. So uh, um, to highlight one of the other sounds like upsides with the franchise model that you have there is instead of you going out and trying to figure out which ad agency du jour is going to be able to help you put the, the branding and marketing out for Hotworks. They've got partnerships established. They say, here's a list, pick from one of these, and then you don't have to, you don't have to go through that vetting process of your own and wonder if somebody is like fly by night from their mom's basement. You, you're working with established partners. Yeah, what's, what's even better than that is it's, the same company across the entire Hotworks universe. And so Hotworks has roughly 350 locations right now, growing quickly, trying to get to 500 open locations by the end of this year. And so the consultants that we talk to, consultants, part of the, you know, the social media team that, that we're contracted with, they know what's happening in Houston, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, and Jacksonville, Florida, and you know how those communities compare what kind of throughput we're getting, what's our price per lead and all those things. So we have real-time data at our disposal to either modify what we're putting out there or you know, boost certain areas that are getting better traffic at certain times of the day. So we really feel like it's a true benefit, not just to have a consulting firm, but a consulting firm that is working with the entire universe and identifies what's working, what's not, and doing a universal strategy and then refining it to what's working best in our area. Awesome. Yeah. So they get to see, they can do things like building lookalike audiences. They can do AB tests. They do all this stuff and say, Hey, these are the things that are hot works universal. 
These are the things that are market specific. This is yeah. what you need to plug in where you are. All right. So we talked about staffing and your, your primary staffing needs um, are administrative and sales related there in the facility. So what is the, the, the basic funnel and sales process for Hotworks? I think you mentioned that a lot of people come in for a free class and then go from there. But what is the what's the, the whole process? You want me to take this one? OK, so the good news is we have a small space, so it doesn't take that long to tour someone. Mm -hmm. So, but while it doesn't take that long to tour someone, we have a lot to say because you're talking about infrared, you're talking about heat, you're talking about enclosed spaces, which to some is almost claustrophobic. To others, especially a lot of our female members, they're attracted to these semi-private rooms because there's no gawking aspect to it. There's no people watching how you work out or what you dress, what you dress in while you're working out. So they like that privacy aspect to it. So we really try to hone in in the sales process once somebody's in on the benefits of hot work, how this correlates to their path, or maybe what's worked for them and what hasn't worked. And that gives us the opportunity in this enclosed setting to try to establish a relationship. So not that that's not uncommon to all gyms, but we think with this intimate setting, it makes it easier to really drill down to what people are trying to accomplish. And, um, so it's just getting them in the door is the key. As long as we get them in the door, we have a pretty good, you know, closing rate. Okay, so they come in, they get they get the explanation, the benefits of infrared. This is this is the facility. They they try a class. Um, is there is there specific choreography to you know is there uh, you know the, where you put offers out to hey you tried a class you loved it. If you join today, we're gonna we're gonna give you the world. Are there are the things that you find um, contribute to somebody coming and then having some decision making time? You know, if there, is there a window where you convert the majority of people who become members? Um. Well, we give them a tour, and when they come in for a free workout, we we explain to them they. We have them ask questions. We ask them questions, and um, as soon as they um, learn all that and they like the concept, so that's that's when they, you know, they they get more curious. And sometimes they, after their free workout, they leave and say they'll think about it. But you know, you just have to really think about ways to to close the deal. And sometimes when when they give it like asleep night they would be able to come back and say hey you know what I, I really like working out there and it was a great workout it's a short workout and burns a lot of calories so um you know some of them sign up right away the same day but some have to go home and think about it and you know and then one day they would just come back and say hey you know what that was really good and I thought that it's better than what I was doing at the regular gym so I think from, a, from a, a sales tactics and cadence, we're very low pressure. Mm -hmm. you know, our desire is to come across as more of a medical assistant than necessarily a fitness uh, person, although we provide fitness benefit. Um, you know, the, the training we get from Hotworks on how to sell and how to sell their product, uh, we'll call it, we do our best to do it by the book. We try to avoid the I'll think about it and you know, get people to try to commit right away. 
Um, for us, it's a bit of a good news, bad news that we're the only location in LA County. The next closest one to us is about 40 miles away uh, today, that is. And so we're just not that known. So that gives people pause as to, well, are you gonna be here a few months from now if you're kind of this brand new gym versus if you were more of a chain and you could see as you drive to work, drive to your places, more, more locations. So, you know, the whole, the whole point of it is stressing that, hey, you're getting in on the front end of the next wave of fitness. You know, Orange Theory has just exploded. And while they have great products, our price point and the benefits that we provide for fitness, for health and scheduling to members is second to none. And so we put that urgency of like, you know, not only are you gonna get great health and, and you know, uh, health and fitness benefits, it's also going to be easy on the wallet, but these prices, we can't guarantee that they're going to stay like this indefinitely. So you're better off locking in, getting that rate, and then getting started on your fitness journey right away. So for us, it's a, it's a combination of the business factors as well as let's put some urgency. And that price is a pretty big driver for that. Got it. And then, so from the from the technology side of things and being part of a franchise, um, when people come in, um, whether they're, they're getting your, you know, your first step, the funnel, uh, free class, whatever you're offering, are, are you capturing things in order for them to get that, like telephone number to do text marketing, emails to, to continue that contact in case those people don't sign up? Is that something the franchise leverages? The typical sort of cadence to how people find out and want to get a free workout usually is they'll go to social media and whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or our website, there's going to be a, a fill-in box that says, hey, find out more information, click here. The click here asks for name, email, and phone number. So they, they cannot get it accepted by our system if they don't provide both email and phone number. So you'd like to think that if they do put something, it's a real number or a real email. Otherwise, they're not going to get any info. So our starting point is once they submit their, their basic information, not even address or age or any of that stuff, um, not even male, female, um, that's immediately dropped into our database. And then we get a warning every time a new lead comes in. And so from there, we, we and April's really, really good about this, we call as soon as we get those leads and we just said, hey, you're entitled to a free workout. We can give you a tour and it's a very high energy approach. When they show up, we have, to, we have them sign a waiver. And in order to get the free workout, they have to provide their address, uh, their, phone you know, and their phone number, just verifying the information. And then that way, that's how we capture their information, make them sign a waiver. And that is kind of the first step towards understanding the technological sophistication because we have them sign the waivers digitally on the screen, like the screen we're looking at right now, that type. So it's very touch screen. We have it emailed to them right away. So we don't physically change paper or paperwork per se. So that shows that we're a little more cutting edge from that perspective. We capture their information right away before they go into a sauna room for their workouts. All right, so once people are signed up, which is, is the ultimate goal, and that sounds like when people come in and, and try the classes, um, you get a high conversion rate there. Uh, your continuity is just a, a regular recurring monthly membership, correct? Primarily, that's that's our goal as an owner is to have that monthly, but we do offer paid in full memberships one, three, six, 12 months on, a, on an average basis. 
once you get past a three month membership, that's when it becomes more cost effective. And so we never, I mean, we try to encourage the monthly and, and encourage it by saying this is a locked in rate. So five years from now, you're still going to be at this rate. Um, but if they're like, no, 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 I want to make sure that I like this and, you know, I'll just do it for three months. So we always dangle the carrot like, well, you know, we don't know what the pricing is going to be three months from now. And on top of that, you got to pay the full load, whatever that is, three months, six, six months front. today. You know, if you if you want to take advantage of that. So, you know, your best bet is to lock in a monthly, you know, we're pretty flexible on our term. Um, but but that's how we approach. But we do have different options along those lines. So the, you have your membership, which basically gives somebody 24-7 access to the studio. They have an app. They can come in, work out whenever there's time available. It's, it's reservation-based. Are there yep. any other products or services that you're able to offer, upsells, cross-sells, advanced training, nutrition, any products, supplements, things like that? Or is it just, hey, we keep it simple. This is what you get. We also have merch, we have supplements, uh, pre-workout, post-workout, which they can access in our vending machines. And we have merch such as um, the all the uh, things that they need to work out, especially the mat and the towel that's made specially for the infrared. They cannot use any other mat and towel from where you know, their own personal mantle that they have at home. That's not allowed in their sauna. We only allow those uh, made specially for the infrared. It's a set of a mat and a grip towel. We have uh, all kinds of, of, of equipments in the sauna that needs uh, to be, uh, what's this? To be taken care of as well. And they have their own uh, accessories for it like the bands and we sell that if they um if they want to purchase it off ours we have the vending machine for it we have bands in there so that's what they need to work out especially a certain isometric workouts as hot buns that which is for your glutes and your legs and hot bands which is an upper body uh workout so we they can purchase it from us that's part of our upsell the merch for the merch and we have shirts we have shorts we have leggings and we have towels we have lemon towels for sale so we have a little bit of an upsell of that yeah just, just to add on to that so there is a supplement line that is uh, exclusive to hotworks i'm not sure if it's label or hotworks themselves has ownership in it um, but we offer pre and post workouts. We offer daily supplement packets and several other products, protein powders. Um, we are also doing, I think we're doing a meal plan or some kind of something that's on its way sometime this year. It's a subscription based actually. So you don't physically buy it at the studio, but as a member, you can order it and it gets delivered to your home. Um, and yeah, then the vending machine is an important part. But one, one other attribute that we, we don't sell it individually, but it's part of our upgrade from what we call a sweat here, as in one location, versus sweat everywhere, all locations. Um, so aside from being able to access all locations in a sweat everywhere at a higher monthly rate, um, it includes a new technology that just came out that's specific to Hotworks called Diet Tracks. So a standard member today or before Diet Tracks came out, um, you can make your reservations for the workouts. 
Um, and then you can track your calorie burn with an Apple Watch or a Fitbit that links directly to the app. So that was standard previously. So now with diet tracks, you can actually track your calorie consumption, macros and what have you, and then connect it with your calorie burn and your overall fitness plan. So you're tracking calories in as well as calories out. So that's not a standalone app that we sell. It is part of the upgrade from the one location membership to the all location membership. So that just got rolled out about two, three months ago. So we feel that's an exciting new technology that's available to really help people take that next step in tracking because people need help, especially in this sort of self-service model, you know, having that app at their, at their disposal. Um, and they can just take pictures of the UPC codes or even take pictures of the food themselves, just kind of tweak it for the serving sizes. And it's, it's a really powerful tool. So between the supplements that we have, the merchandise that we offer, the vending machine, and the vending machine, I, you know, I make it a big point about the vending machine. The vending machine, because we're not staffed 24 hours a day, that's the closest thing to staff we have when we're not there. And so we provide a lot of these different supplements that are offered pre-workout, post-workout, energy, um, snacks, recovery, and then some of the workout equipment itself. So that way, if you're not there, you can still get you know, your hot bands workout or some of your other items done. So it's pretty, from an owner perspective, it's pretty efficient. Now we don't offer customized training at hundred dollars an hour and all that kind of stuff, but the whole concept of using virtual instructors, it wouldn't make sense to have these other programs in place when the actual workouts are done, you know, virtually. Yeah. It all seems to follow the same path and it's, it's great to hear, you know, there are additional revenue streams that that you can offer, increase the value, the results the client gets without sacrificing this low staffing model. You know, it's, it, it keeps it all on track and any one of those things could, could throw a monkey wrench into it. So uh, good to hear that it all seems to flow because every once in a while you get something that is kind of a standout or, you know, how do I execute this without, without changing the whole thing? So we have a good idea now of, of the functionality of it, of, of what you do, how you're growing. So um, to kind of wrap up here, you've been, you've been open for going almost six months. Uh, you've got rights to another franchise. There's, you know, possibility for expansion. Uh, where do you see ultimately wanting to take this? Are you going to take over all of Southern California? Do you have, you know, specific goals for numbers of units? or things like that? Are you still in the let's grow it in, in wait and see phase? Uh, we're both. Uh, we'd <laughs> like to. We want it all. <laughs> yeah, we want it all. So of course we, we're opening another, uh, another location, hopefully uh, right around maybe Long Beach area because it's pretty dense. So yeah, hopefully from there we're, because the technology is just going to evolve. So we want to evolve with it. So we would love to grow. I'm always into fitness and I love how I feel when I, when I make the members, like the retention part, and then they come in here, they feel good about themselves. That makes me feel good as well. So I'd like to keep going and just really advocate for a lot of people and give them education about the benefits of being active and and especially in an inference on a technology so i'd like to evolve with it i'd like to grow more in the future hopefully <laughs> and yeah and we'll see how what happens yeah i think she, she touches on a really good point um every day 
we get positive affirmation from members of how exhilarating it is, how enjoyable it is. Many people come to us walking in the door saying, you know, I don't really sweat. And not because they're not working hard, but their body metabolism, how much water they're consuming, and all those factors, they don't sweat. They come out of there 20 minutes later drenched. And they're like, that felt amazing. And they tell their friends and they tell their friends. So we're really impacting lives here. And so to the extent that we can keep our sanity while growing, growing the platform further and making an, you know, a reasonable amount of profitability, there's sort of, I don't wanna say there's no stop to it, but this is relatively speaking a virgin area when it comes to Hotworks. There's a lot of room to grow. There's 20 million people that live in Southern California and there's room for us for many of those people to change their lives, to make money. And between us, we got six kids. Oh, wow. And, and they're basically, uh, four of the six are mid-teens and a couple are just beyond teen. So it would not surprise me if we can make this more of a family type of business as well, where either some of the kids individually, uh, you know, run a studio or two or 10, depending on how it evolves. So, you know, we, we see it as the potential to be a big part of our lives, you know, indefinitely and at a minimum we get the personal satisfaction of changing people's lives of the aches and pains you'd normally get in traditional working out or just living life we help manage that and it would not surprise me you're going to hear it first someday there will be doctors and chiropractors prescribing infrared workouts at hot works and it's going to be medically uncovered by insurance you heard it first <laughs> just there's just not been enough research yet to sort of justify as a mainstream way to combat certain ailments and so some chiropractors and some doctors prescribe some level of infrared but more they tell them buy an infrared lamp for your house you know and they'll and they'll use that there but in our case you're getting the fitness aspects as well when you throw in the infrared heat so we we feel the sky's the limit when it comes to, to at least hot works now i don't know what kind of competitors or new technologies are on the horizon but you know we're at the cutting edge at least here in the west coast and we're excited about what the opportunities are and you know if it can make us some money along the way even better right well i am excited for you guys i hope that that's the case um you know anything that helps more people feel better and live longer and heck if we can make a profit along the way and earn a living helping people i can't think of a better way to do it so we are officially out of time here i appreciate you spending some of your morning with us it's been a pleasure and i wish you continued success same to you. Thank Thanks you for the time. Much. We'll see you around. Thanks, guys. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you too. We wouldn't be here without you. Hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you hadn't heard about how it works before, check them out. Uh, if you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com.
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Sam from Never Surrender Combative Sports in Abilene, Kansas. What's up, Sam? How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. A little rainy day in Kansas, but we need it. <laughs> Good. All right. Glad to hear it. All right. So let's waste no time getting into the details here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Well, I mean, it, it all started back in college. I was a college football player at Northwestern. Um, spent my whole life in a gym, so to speak, you know, training for football. And uh, I was also a boxer. Uh, so I boxed the Golden Gloves around the Kansas City area. Um, so living in a gym is pretty much my life. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't really make sense for you to do anything else, essentially. Yeah, I, I spent... 20 some years in the military and of course we work out there as well and mm -hmm. so when I retired I opened a gym love it all right well first of all thank you for your service You're and welcome. second now what does your business model look like currently within your facility are you doing um group classes one-on-one semi-privates what does it all look like how's it all work kind of walk us through that so I'm going to go with D, all the above on that question. Okay. Um, we, we have a full weight room, a full matted area. We have a boxing ring. We have all the hanging bags and we do jujitsu classes, women's self-defense, um, boxing fitness, kickboxing fitness, and we actually train uh, professional fighters to fight in the ring. Awesome. All right. So good mix there. I love that. And uh, how many members or clients are you currently serving at the facility? Uh, right now, I like to keep it nice and small. We're a non-for-profit. Um, so once everybody gets paid, everything gets donated back to veterans organizations. Awesome. Um, we all have our own jobs. I'm a professor at Kansas State University, so that's my real job now. Uh, we, the gyms, as I, the guys at the gym, my, my side hustles, they like to call it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, awesome. uh, so, yeah, we have about 40 members. Um, we keep it nice and small, so I like the ratio between because everything's pretty much a taught class except for the weight room. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's always a, a professional walking around the building, making sure, you know, safety first for everybody. I have safety signs everywhere. Um, we want to make sure you're doing everything right the first time. So you get the most impact from your workout and not just throwing a weight around. Got it. Yes, absolutely. Safety first. That's super important. We don't want anyone getting injured. Um, so, now keeping it small is that so you're not looking to necessarily add more members at this point you're looking to keep it kind of where it is with with the 40 members um we would like to grow to somewhere around 80 i think i can fit 80 people through there throughout the day um okay but my class sizes i, I keep pretty small I, I want no more than 12 in a class mm -hmm. um that's why the instructor can keep eyes on everybody yeah. Especially when it comes to jujitsu and boxing and where safety is paramount. You don't need yes. somebody just swinging around at somebody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so as far as your 
marketing goes and getting the word out there about the facility and what you do there, what does that look like? How do you reach more people? Um, of course, word of mouth is the biggest thing. We're a small town, so word of mouth is our, our biggest asset. And of course, being on TV with all the fighters helps a lot. And my, my brand name across their chest as they're walking yes. down the aisle, that, that always helps. We always have a big rush after a big fight of people coming in. Um, but we do the typical, just a geo netting around a certain area that I like to keep around here. Um, we just kind of geo net around a certain area and then we just advertise on the radio and of course, Facebook and every other social media you can put your name down on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So are you running paid ads through Facebook, Instagram, Google, things of that nature on those platforms? We are. Yeah. Okay. And how are those doing for you? Uh, eh. <laughs> they're okay. Um, and they don't get, I'm like I said, word of mouth is the biggest thing. And they're like, Oh, I was talking to so-and-so and I'm, I've seen their body change or their attitude change on their fighting and, you know, friends of friends of friends. That's how most of our word gets out. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think the, the social media platforms aren't really drawing in the amount of leads that you would like to see? Well, I think just because the social media is just now flooded with ads, uh, you're just overlooked. Um, unless it's something you're just specifically looking for. Oh, I'd like to find a a gym in my area that focuses on boxing and then they type it in and then I would pop up. But yeah, if, if I'm just running an ad, I'm up in a corner and people just overlook that anymore. Okay. Um, so... So Facebook is still the best converting platform to generate leads for the gym. So when you're running ads, are you running um, like a paid ad campaign or are you doing more of the things that are just kind of plastered on the screen as a constant? Because I know there's multiple ways you can kind of go about mm -hmm. it, but um, what, what types of ads are you running? And a second kind of layer to that question is, what offer are you putting out there to draw new people in? Um, basically, we're the, just kind of the plastered ad. I mean, mm -hmm. we're a small gym, so I don't have the, the revenue funding to put a running ad on Facebook or even uh, any of the other ones. Um, but we offer, you know, your first class is free. Come in and try us out. Um, I, I don't do contracts because I know how people are with gyms. Um, people say I'm crazy for doing that, you know, because if, you know, you get the contract, you have them for a year, come or not, but I'm not that type of businessman because I donate the money anyway. Um, but I, I don't want to tie them in because we're so specific on what we do with the kind of the cardio kickboxing and boxing. And if you don't like it, I'm, I don't want to steal your money, especially in today's economy. I want you to be able to go somewhere else and find the gym that's right for you. It's all about your personal fitness more than my back pocket, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so what are the goals for the business? Where are you directing most of your attention to right now within the business? Uh, we're, we're focusing a lot on self-defense right now. Um, the world's not what it used to be and walking around the streets um sometimes you just need that 
self-confidence in your back pocket, knowing that if something goes down, I'll be able to protect myself. So we've been really focusing on women's self-defense and of course men's self-defense as well, but uh, the focus has been the women here lately. Okay. All right. So mostly focusing on the self-defense aspect of the business. Okay. Um, so let's see now, as far as again, kind of touching on growing the membership again, how many, how many new faces right now are you seeing on a monthly basis come through the doors? Oh, um, of course, after COVID, when we had to shut down it, that, that basically just killed the gym. And luckily I own the property. So shutting the doors wasn't too drastic, but basically starting from scratch again, because when the doors open back up, a lot of people have, have found different ways to work out at home. Mm -hmm. So growing back was slow, because once they figured out they're not self-motivated, to keep the workout up, then they started gradually coming back. I mean, we literally went from, I have my, my 10 usuals that, you know, are there every day. I see them every day. And then the other 30 are, you know, a couple, three times a day or a week. And, but they gradually started coming back. Cause uh, I think before COVID we had maybe 25 to 30. And now that COVID's kind of over, uh, we're, we're up to 40. So we're, we're still building. Mm -hmm. um, and, the gym's really been open for three and a half years. We opened right before COVID hit, which was an awful time to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to see that coming. So yeah. a lot of business suffered, but luckily we fought through and I just had to close the doors for a little bit and fight my way back. And I think the advertising has helped. I didn't do any advertising before. Right. I just did all word of mouth and we were brand new. So that was, people wanted to try us out. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely a tough time to open a gym. And there are a lot of facilities that opened, you know, the month before or the month of the shutdowns. And it's, it's been a crazy, crazy ride, but yeah, I mean, the advertising is, is huge just because so many people just don't know that you're there. You know, they don't know what you do. And it's always so surprising that people that live right within the area, a lot of times just don't even know that you exist. Right. And it's like, you don't want to be the best kid best kept secret in town. Um, but with that being said, you know, obviously it's important and especially with within a small business to make sure that you're getting a return on an ad spend. Right. And that's why a lot of people kind of shy away from it is because like you said, like they don't want to spend a bunch of money and not get anything in return, you know? Um, but you know, if you can really figure it out, get it targeted really, really well. And, get a return on investment it's huge it's a it can be a game changer for the business and helping more people and then in your case generating more funds to be able to donate so and as word gets around it, it it's helping because when this is a small town there's ten thousand people in this town we're surrounded by a bunch of smaller towns um and they're starting to migrate over uh, for the first year around town I was known as the punchy face guy because they thought I you just walk in and I would punch you in the face or something <laughs> <laughs> they, they just boxing gym oh they, they teach you how to MMA and fight there either but we're like no nobody's gonna punch you in the face until you look at me and say coach I want to be a boxer right then we're gonna start doing some other things that instead of just punching the bags and doing more of a cardio style workout then then we're gonna turn you into a fighter and that's different and I make that perfectly clear mm -hmm. um Hey, things are going to change and fists are going to start coming your way now right instead of me just holding the pad 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that that happens often, you know, not even just within martial arts facilities, but within, um, CrossFit facilities as well. It's like in, in other types of facilities, but people get this idea in their head of what it is just based on like the name or some of the things that you do within the facility. And then it kind of scares people away. Um, but you know, if you can get the word out there in a way that shows, and this is something I always talk about within advertising is people want to see people within your ads, within your content that they can relate to. You know, a lot of times people want to put out like these really professional looking advertisements or posts or whatever it might be with people that are all in shape and ripped up and, and that kind of scares people away, right? A lot of people are intimidated to come into the gym as it is. And then they see that and they're like, well, I can't compete with that. That's not me. Um, and a lot of people say like, well, I got to get in shape before I go to the gym. It's like, what, you know? Um, so that's <laughs> such an important, uh, important thing is relatable content, making sure that the, the content that you're putting out there is geared toward the people that you're looking to bring in. People want to see people that they can relate to so that they actually feel comfortable walking in the doors initially. So yeah, most of my advertisement is based on local people. So people that they know, right. um, my favorite one is I, I have a, a small female. She was so timid when she came in and now if I'm walking down a dark alley, I'm taking her with me because yeah. <laughs> she can handle her own now and I'm very proud of her and so yeah yeah that's cool and definitely like you said you know useful in in today's world unfortunately it's uh something that I think everybody should know how to do is defend themselves if they need to so um all right so now one thing I want to touch on, I, I like to ask um, within the business, as a business owner, what's one thing that you're really good at? And then what's one thing that you're not so great at? Um, we're really good about making it a family environment. Um, when you come in, we're going to start joking with you right away. We're going to make you feel a part of it. Um, and rest of the people on the mat feel that way too. So when you come in, everybody says hi to you. They're going to shake your hand. They're going to kind of tell you their story where they started. And I, I, I started that when they walked in and they just kind of kept with it. So now when you walk in, you're going to have, you know, my core 10 that I like to call them kind of walk up to you and shake your hand and welcome you and say, Oh, you really need to try this. You'll love this class. And then kind of walk you. I, I don't have to do it anymore. They do it for me. Right. Um, um, the worst thing we're at is I would like to be open during the day. Um, we all have jobs. So a lot of people volunteer their time just to coach them for the, for the veterans and everything else that we do. Um, mm -hmm. So being open during the day, I, I'm going to have to probably buckle down and just hire somebody to open it up, find a personal trainer that can sit there all day and, and get the, at least the weight room and the, the cardio kickboxing classes going. Right. Okay. And what is holding you back from taking that step? I, I have to pull away from my, my vision a little bit of donating all the money. Now I'm going to have to start running it more of a business and, and start paying somebody to do that. Cause I can't have somebody volunteer their time all day. Uh, and I would love to do it, but you know, right. bills to pay years. So. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And is this something that you 
eventually want to transition into full-time or do you like having your job as a professor as well? Yeah, I like that. I like my students. I, I'm an instructor by nature. Yeah. I mean, I was a high school teacher before the military and then I joined the military and then I've been instructing my whole life. So mm -hmm. it's just, I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm glued behind a platform my entire life. That's just me. And same thing when I come to the gym, I, I walk in, I put on my gloves and I start teaching a boxing class right away. So 530s right. boxing every day. Um, so yeah, I would, I would like to run it as a business. Probably not nothing for me because my daughter's a professional fighter. Um, it's something I'd like to hand to her someday if she wants it. Right. Just an up and running business. So, and my son-in-law's a professional fighter as well. And they all train there. So I just like to be able to, here's the keys one day, daddy's retired. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. That would be fantastic to have somebody to be able to give it to essentially. So but it has to be a, it, it can't be, you know, daddy side hustle. It, it's gotta be a, a up and running business for them that right. can see a future and money coming in. So yes. you're going to have to probably start transitioning that way really mm -hmm. soon for that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so now one thing I always love to ask about is uh, if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, opening their own facility, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that you've learned over your time? in ownership within the industry? Know the business. Um, people are fickle um, and have thick skin. People are just going to bash your business. They may have walked in and there was a bunch of sweaty men rocking around the mat and because a lot of them have their shirts off and it makes people uncomfortable, but you just have to have thick skin and understand that they don't understand this world of fighting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would say thick skin's the biggest um, and know the business. You, you, you have to understand the business aspect of this. If not, you're gonna run yourself right into the ground. You have to pay your bills. You have to, even though I'm a non-for-profit, I understand that I, I gotta pay the light bill. I gotta got all these bills that I have to take the money out of first and then donate the rest. And make sure I put a little to the side for maintenance. Um, not 100% goes to it. It's probably a 70 split of the finances because I gotta put 30% away. Um, but running a 501c3 come December, I have to make sure it's all gone. Right. So I either have to go buy a bunch of new equipment and change it out in December. So in January, I look like it's zero. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Understanding the business side of things is huge because there are so many people who get into owning a facility. It, they don't do it because they love business, right? They do it because they love fitness. They're passionate about what it is that they do within the gym, but the business side of things obviously is a huge part of it. But those are things that a lot of times you learn along the way. So it's like, if you can learn as much as you can prior to, or uh, connect with somebody, a mentor, somebody who's been there and done it and knows the ropes. I mean, that's huge because otherwise you end up spending a lot of time and a lot of money unnecessarily, you know, they say education costs money. So yeah, absolutely. All right. So definitely a good piece of advice there. Learn the business, know the business before you jump into owning your own. Yes. Absolutely. And I would suggest to a lot of people that, that are listening, you know, get into a gym that runs the business and learn from them before mm -hmm. you start your own. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. That's huge. And I always say, you know, even uh, the experiences that you have prior to owning your own facility in other facilities, a lot of times the things that you learn not to do are even more important than the things that you learn to do. Um, So those experiences can go a long way. So definitely, definitely a good piece of advice there. All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, just go on to uh, Facebook and type in uh, Never Surrender Combative Sports, and I'm pretty much the only one. It's uh, You'll see the Never Surrender Combative Sports, and it'll be uh, highlighted with the American flag in the letters. Perfect. All righty. Pretty straightforward there. Awesome. So, Sam from Never Surrender Combative Sports in Abilene, Kansas, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.